And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. to the program, America, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming at you live here on The Really Real Deal. And uh, folks, we really are taking it to the streets today and uh, taking it not only to America, but taking it all over the world. Uh, my guest today is going to be uh, a, a man who we've, we've had him on before. We've talked about this before. We've talked about the Lost Boys of Sudan. And uh, we have Bold Guy Ding, who's going to be joining us just shortly. I just want to get a few things on the rest of the program that we're having today. A lot that we're going to be dealing with. Uh, of course, uh, many of you know Ireland voted for abortion. Uh, you know, you can almost stick a fork in, in, in most of Europe at this point, folks. Uh, England, uh, we've just dealt with this time and time again. Uh, first, it was little Charlie Guard. Uh, then a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago, uh, they had um, a little Alfie Evans, uh, the people really are not free, and there are reports coming out that saying that Islam is really getting to be the established religion in England of all places, okay? And England has done so much for the world, so much for the Western world. You can almost stick a fork in England. Uh, we got to pray for these nations over there, folks. Uh, the Boy Scouts uh, right here coming up, the World Jamboree, they're passing out condoms to our little boys at the Boy Scouts. Okay, Medicaid expansion passes in the state of Virginia. The nation got started in Virginia. Okay, you had big burly people coming here that uh, were very, very self-reliant, self-sufficient. Uh, we're going to deal with that later on in the program, and we're going to give you the true history of so-called free health care. Uh, I don't know about you folks. I was blessed to have a grandmother that told me, Craig, there ain't nothing free. Okay, and, uh, and as you know, the old mouse told the young mouse, uh, son, that's not free government cheese. That's a trap. Okay, so we're going to deal with that as well. And uh, but we're going to start out 
with uh, an introduction that we're probably going to uh, give the the entire first hour to to my good friend. And, uh, and Bowl, I want to say thank you. We've had you on before, but this is the first time having you actually live in studio. And uh, we just want to say thank you uh, for what you do. And I just want to give you a second, well, not a second, give you a few minutes to introduce yourself to the audience. And, um, and, and especially we have a, a huge Facebook Live audience uh, today. Okay. Uh, we got a system uh, crash, okay, on, uh, on Facebook. Now, so look, let's do this. Let's take our first commercial break early and try to rectify that and come back. So we're going to go to we're going to go to our first commercial break and we, we're going to try to rectify our Facebook situation because there is a, a literally a worldwide audience for this interview today uh, for Bo Guy Ding, who is running for the presidency of South Sudan. So we're going to take our first break and we will be right back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood, Hatchet Man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here. Man's World Radio, folks. And uh, I think we got our uh, Facebook issue uh, ironed out here. And uh, we apologize for the technical difficulties here. And, uh, and like I said, we, we we not only have an audience here in, in America for the big dog, but uh, we have hopefully the big dog in South Sudan, <laughs> Bo Guy Ding. And, and Bo, thank you again. And uh, let me... Um, let, 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 
let me just share a little bit. Uh, you know, I've gotten to know this very fine uh, gentleman um, over the last, I guess, six or seven months. And Bowl is uh, an extraordinary uh, individual. We're both graduates of VCU, and uh, and uh, Bowl speaks uh, several languages. Uh, coming into this country, he could only words he knew of English was USA. Okay, and uh, but now he has a desire to go back to South Sudan, the land where he was captured in slavery, where his family was killed, and is running for the presidency. And so we we want to let you, uh, Bowl, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself with your story, and uh, we'll just go from there. Uh, thank you for having me, uh, Brother Greg, uh, for this program uh, and the audience. Uh, my name is Bol, Bol Gaideng, uh, from South Sudan. Uh, come to this country in 1999. Uh, very much, uh, Sudan have been at war for the longest century in Africa, uh, and that war actually uh, was in 1983, and then when I was, then I was kidnapped by the Islamic militants. How, how old were you when you were kidnapped, uh, I was uh, seven years old. Seven? Yep. You, you and your brother? Uh, but my, my older brother, yeah. Your older brother, yeah. How many, how many family members did you have before they attacked your, your, um, the, the compound? We, my family members, my mom has, uh, she had 13 kids. 13? Yep. Yeah. How, how many survived the attack? About maybe seven, but a lot of them die. Yeah. Yep. Very much die during yeah. the war time. But yes, I was kidnapped in slavery by the Islamic militant called mm-hmm. themselves uh, Marhalin or Janjaweed today, they call them. The Islamic, they have been uh, organized and, and supported by the government of Sudan for too long. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. That's how I was kidnapped, and then I find my way. Uh, to and that's now North Sudan, right? No, it become North Sudan now. Yes. Oh, okay. Now tell tell the audience. Um, you you want to rename Sudan Kush? Kush is biblical, Indeed. and so where did the name Sudan come from? And 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 share the uh, the difference in the north and the south, particularly as as regards religion. Was it? Was it as the Muslim world says that, that that Christians are encroaching on Muslim lands, or is was it really the other way around? It's another way around. Actually, Sudan uh, originally is not Sudan today. Is not the Sudan back then. So it's biblically the land of Kush, mm-hmm. the Sudan today, mm-hmm. and the biblical. The, go if you go to Isaiah eighteen, mention the you know the smooth and the dark skin living the Nile Valley, which is actually Sudan, and also the same Kush refer to Ethiopia, mm-hmm. and the Ethiopia refer to Nubia. Mm-hmm. All of these the synonym to the Sudan today. Oh, okay. By doing the invasion of the Arab and Islamics invasion, mm-hmm. they changed the name. Oh, okay. To Sudan it means the land of black, mm-hmm. land of the slave. Right, that right. was the meaning of it. And today. you know, and that, I find that interesting because in English, the word slave has a European root. A slave is a person from Slovenia, the Slavic people of Eastern Europe. And so, you have uh, in America, you have African Americans angry and wanting to blame all slavery on as as though it's a white against black thing. Uh, European against African thing, but the 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 word has a a black root only in Arabic, not in English. Correct, correct. <laughs> uh, yep, uh, it mean also the slave. It mean abid in Arabic. So abid it means slave. Oh, okay. Uh, and that how the name come from. Mm-hmm. And actually, the slave was introduced by Islamics 
uh, individuals mm -hmm. doing the... And even to this day, I mean, and the, the Islamic world never fought a war to end slavery. Only the Christian Western world did that. Uh, started by England and, you know, admittedly America got in on it uh, later than a lot of countries. But still... Uh, 600,000 lives uh, for, you know, there were several reasons for the Civil War, but certainly uh, the, the, the the moral imperative was the end of slavery. Actually, yes. And then and that was a big part of the war in Sudan. Mm -hmm. Sudan, we have two uh, factors in the war, during mm -hmm. the wartime. It was Islam against Christian. Mm -hmm. And also it was also Arab against Africans. Mm -hmm. uh, because they're coming to conquer and take the land away from the African. Africa mm -hmm. had to fight back. Right. That had been the issue. Right. And that had been the longest uh, war. And also they tried to convert Christian to Islam. Mm -hmm. That had been the issue. So the southern part stood up to defend themselves from African, to maintain African culture mm -hmm. and also to maintain the Christian culture. Oh, okay. That had so, been the war. So when we saw... The, uh, the Muslims uh, walk through a mall and shoot people and ask, are you a Christian or a Muslim? Or they ask them to pray to see so that you wouldn't lie. If you knew how to say a prayer in Arabic, you didn't get shot. And if you were a Christian, you got shot. So that's, we're seeing this in, in our lifetime, but that's not new. No, it's not new. Actually, America just woke up after 9-11. This has been going on in Africa for a generation. Uh, that how we've been living under that uh, pressure for too long. Mm -hmm. Until Bush administration, 9-11, was able to figure out what Islam is about. Mm -hmm. Islam was about to terrorize the individual, terrorize mm -hmm. the nation, terrorize the race that does not actually convert to Islam. The Quran actually uses the word terrorize them. Indeed. And also it's based on jihad and caliphates mm -hmm. to kill those who are non-Muslim or those who could not convert to Islam. Also, mm -hmm. when you convert to Islam, also you actually been a slave. You're going to be a slave too because you submit yourself to Islam. Mm -hmm. You become also living under slavery in the meantime. Right. So the African have no choice. Whether you're Muslim, you're still a slave. Whether you're a Christian, you're still a slave. Mm -hmm. So they need to figure up and defend themselves. That had been the war in Sudan. Oh, okay. uh, And so this is not a new thing. And right. But 9-11 actually made Americans to wake up to understand there's something called mm -hmm. Islam at the time. Yeah, yeah. And so when you, you have, uh, you're trying to unite, I noticed the name of the party under which you run is the, is the Kush Democratic Unity Party. And That's so right. you're trying to unite. And so, you know, similarly to here in America where we're trying to have Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists unite, what's it like in you having not been in Sudan for all these years and now you're trying to unite uh, people who are of, of different tribes, different backgrounds, perhaps even different interests and geographically in different countries? What's that like? Oh, yeah, you know, so, so, actually, I've been traveling a lot. I've been going to Africa uh, for quite a while. I've been, I went 2008, I went 2012, I went 2013, so I've been traveling and trying oh, okay. to figure out what's been going on. <clears throat> so very much uh, I come up with the idea that we need the country uh, very much is at war. Mm -hmm. uh, after we got independent in 2011, it's also a system that broke away from the northern Sudan, Islamic North, mm -hmm. who is supposed to be a Christian, when also and manipulate the South Sudanese citizen. Mm -hmm. So the Christians are in the South, basically, Muslims yep. in the North. Yep. And the Christians now have been manipulated by the individual who identified themselves. Sooner or later, we realize they are dictators and mm -hmm. they're communists, actually. Mm -hmm. And now we realize the South have to be rescued 
and we form a different party. Mm-hmm. And this party is based on Christian values. Oh, okay. And based on refer to the Bible. And we mm-hmm. went to the Bible and dig out the Kush, which is the name of the, of the land. Mm-hmm. And then also we realized also, if we want to bring the Kush, also we have to be a Christian that follow the rule of laws. And also democratics. We have to give women rights. We have to give the children rights. We have to give the opinion. People can have a discussion of ideas so we can move forward the nation. Mm-hmm. So democrat, that's how we come up with the quick democratics. Majority, the people of the land, which is actually the Africans, majority of the, the land, have been uh, uh, dictated by the Islamic culture, dictated by Islam way of life. We try to liberate them from Islam to the African culture to Christian culture. Mm-hmm. That have been the abuse. Especially in South Sudan, it's very easy to do that. Because 98% are Christian. Mm-hmm. So they have no different interests. And so, so now, they, even the Proverbs, like the, um, this proverb that we think is in the Bible, and I always thought it was in the Bible. I actually looked it up today. <laughs> Where there is no shame, there is no honor. Uh, that's, that's actually a proverb from the land of Cush. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. In Isaiah 18. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, it was the land of Cush, a proverb by Isaiah. And mm-hmm. bear in mind, we, the people of Sudan, also recognize that. But the Islam was trying to disconnect it from the Bible, mm-hmm. from the biblical part. That's why actually they named uh, country Sudan so we can be disconnected the Bible. Mm-hmm. That was a part of it. And also, if you go to the Arab language, also the Kush have been trash. In Arab language, you, if you, the trash can in Arabic, it means in different countries called, uh, they have a different names. But in Sudan, they call it Kusha. Kusha in mean also uh, a trash. Oh, so they try, trash, they try to trash our Bible and our religion mm-hmm. to the trash can. So we need to come out and also to connect our history and our people to wow. the biblical. That have been the struggle of my campaign. Mm-hmm. And my people actually, especially the Christian churches in South mm-hmm. Sudan, relate to my message. Oh, okay. And they already... How uh, many, uh, you know, what's the primary Christian denomination in South Sudan and, and throughout the region? Because you traveled to several countries yes, on your recent yes, trip. Yes. Kenya. It's what Africa. were some of the other countries you went to? Uh, I went to Ethiopia recently. My trip to Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Uganda. And I went to Kenya. Mm-hmm. Uh, the East Africa. Mm-hmm. Very much phenomenally are Christian. Uh, and there are uh, these nations in support of you to, um, or do you have a base of support yes. in, as, as allies to help you with your base of support in South Sudan? They are not, they are not intervening to what is going on in South Sudan at this mm-hmm. moment, but yes, they are supporting in many ways. Moral support. Yes, indeed. Yes. Uh, and I have a team leaders in each country oh, that okay. I visit and organize the people of South Sudan so I can meet them. But again, uh, what is going on in, in, in the country, uh, better might the uh, Christian, they realize that they need to rescue the country from a man who mm-hmm. has no faith. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm running against. Right. So very right. much uh, the support I got it was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And, and it seems faith, faith seems to be a big part. Now, we're witnessing here, South Sudan is the youngest country that's right. on, on the planet right now. And... The, the Christian West is the, is the oldest, the bedrock of um, Christian faith that has gone on from to, to, to really revolutionize the world. And we're witnessing the deconstruction of the Christian West. So when people in Africa who are trying to sort of emulate the best of, of, of the West, what do they take from the fact that they, you all are embracing things that we are discarding. We're almost like those Arabs who want to make Christianity trash. Yeah, You know, Africa have a big problems, And the problem, Africa always have been communist struggle with the Islams. So Africa have been trapped between two, the communists and Islam, coming in to dictate and invade. 
Mm-hmm. And the African leaders were able to assimilate to a communist way of leadership. Mm-hmm. And that had been the struggle of the African people. When it comes to Islam also coming in with dictatorships, try to also dictate and conquer Africa. Mm-hmm. That had been the struggle of African leaders. Well, that's the whole Islamic theory is yes. that it's by force, it's not by yes. free will. So yes. with the with the pastors throughout Africa and in, 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 in the eastern part of Africa, what what are they telling uh, their congregations about this struggle? The struggle of the of, of the of this going actually the struggle freedom support- versus tyranny. I yeah, mean, exactly. where the spirit of the Lord is, there also is freedom. That's but, biblical. Yes, but the African actually that's standing up is stand for that Christian faith. If you go they to your, are. oh yeah, if you go to Uganda, majority of them are Christian. If you mm-hmm. go to Kenya, the same thing. You go to Ethiopia, mm-hmm. base of Christianity uh, values. If you go to South Sudan, the same thing. So there is Africa very mm-hmm. much a majority Christian, and they're fighting backs to stand up for Christianity. Mm-hmm. You know what they've done for, for, for generations and years? Mm-hmm. But the South Sudan have been the gate of Islam. Without South mm-hmm. Sudan, the Africa will be taken over by Islam. Mm-hmm. But the South Sudan have been the so gate of like Africa. A, you're like a stopgap. Yes, because we are the one actually confronting Egypt. Uh, migration to the Arabs, to the to the to East Africa. Mm-hmm. We have Libya coming to East Africa. So, bear my South Sudan have been the gate, and they've been standing up for too long to protect mm-hmm. the African neighbors' countries. So that again, we see. I'm glad you said that, Bowl. Again, we see immigration, and saying this is written in the Quran. Immigration is a tool of Islamization. Uh, they, and, they use this as a tool. So, what they're doing in Europe. They already have done this to Sudan. Oh, what are you? They've been there for Sudan for too long. Mm-hmm. For too long. But what, is, what, what they're doing in Europe now is, is just a new way for try to take over the Europe. Mm-hmm. But they've done it in Sudan. They tried to do it in Africa. They fell for so many times by confronting because it, it, we actually confronted by taking arm against them. Mm-hmm. It was it had been an armed struggle. Mm-hmm. It was not just a peaceful struggle. It had been an armed struggle against them. Mm-hmm. That's how it was, we were able to reach 21st century today. Yeah. And that's why South Sudan became independent. What South Sudan is supposed to do is supposed to be the foundation of African Christian to stand up for what is right for African people. Mm-hmm. And also the Western have to understand that, that the struggle is going on in the West and the United States is not only in the United States and Europe. It's wall. And Africa have to do that. Africa is the base. Mm-hmm. If we cannot defeat them, Africa also... Uh, they would be able to take over the world. So we have to do that. We have to work together. Mm-hmm. And that is the part of my campaign. Yeah. Uh, Defeat my campaign. them everywhere. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And if you're just joining us, folks, we have Bowl Guy Ding, and our Bowl is a good friend. He's a, he's a, a Richmond a Richmonder from South Sudan originally, uh, one of the lost boys uh, from the 80s, and he is now running for the presidency of South Sudan. And so what we're going to do, we're going to take our bottom of the hour news break. And uh, and again, if you're just joining us, this is Man's World Radio. We're going to take it into the break with a little bit of James Brown. It's a man's world. And uh, we have a man here that's standing tall, uh, Christian faith, uh, fighting hard, and an onion toter if ever there was one. And so I just want to say thank you again uh, so much, Bowl. And um, we will be uh, right back with you all on the other side of the break. You see, man made the cars to take us over the road.
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. The big dog for talk in the United States of America. And today, I think uh, via Facebook Live all over the world. And uh, we want to say thank you again to our fantastic guest, uh, Bold Guy Ding. And, uh, and if you're just joining us, Bold is running for the presidency of South Sudan. Uh, a fantastic story. Um, family slaughtered uh, at age seven taken into slavery into uh, in, by the northern uh, Sudanese, uh, the, the Muslims in the North Sudan, and uh, now wants to go back. And uh, you talk about Man's World Radio. Um, the seven-year-old boy is now a man. I mean, you couldn't make a better uh, Hollywood movie script, okay, to, to come back and um, uh, become uh, the president of South Sudan. And so, so bold. Uh, share again with the audience. Um, you you met with a lot of people, and uh, and right now there is a uh, regime in power that is uh, very very unpopular, and you seem to have a lot of support. Uh, what types of uh, groups? Uh, what 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 type of assets can these people bring to bear to to translate your popular support into actual power? Uh, you know, uh, my, during my trip, I've seen uh, very much uh, youth, women, uh, churches who are supporting me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government have been at war since 2013. They created their own war, their own mess, and now people of South Sudan are fed up. They need a new leadership in their face. When I announced my candidacy in 2017, I've been kind of a little bit complaining and educate the people of South Sudan to come together. And that message has been well received. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went to uh, Uganda, uh, Ethiopia, and I met with uh, IGAT, uh, most of uh, the who are doing negotiation on peace agreement. I told them that South Sudanese, that we, the people of South Sudan, have to come, to, uh, come together with unity. Mm-hmm. Uh, peace have to come from us. And what we need the war leaders to understand is that they need to give up a chance to have our boys heard mm-hmm. and the boys of people of South Sudan heard. Yeah. What, is, what is going on now is actually the peace dialogue been going on. It's not about the people of South Sudan. It has been about the leaders. Mm-hmm. Who create the genocide, create the war that the Igad is and wall is calling them to have peace. You cannot create the war and then bring the peace. Well, now this probably won't happen without blood being spilled. I mean, I, I can't see um, a peaceful election and then the the, uh, the dictator just says okay, uh, the way it's done in, in Western democracies, which. Um, I mean, blood had to be spilled for Western democracies to get there. They didn't; it just didn't happen overnight. So, it's um, it's it's an established practice of statecraft to try to create allies around the world. So, who in the United States of America have you uh, reached out to uh, to share your story that they could help South Sudan, thereby creating a reliable ally? And, uh, and and who in this country would you like to reach out to that perhaps you have not yet reached? You know, oh, thank you so much. First of all, South Sudan gained independence in 2011 by the support of the Christian and Yalakan and American who support us to become independent mm-hmm. from Islamic North. So America have responsibility mm-hmm. to support me in this mm-hmm. campaign because mm-hmm. American is the one actually made us to become independent. That's number one. Okay. Uh, my job now, now, now. Let's let's dwell on that point again because that's an excellent point. In other words, uh, at with with American help, 
the South Sudan split off from the North Sudan and they have their own country. And so what you're saying is that because of that help in creating South Sudan, and now here we are five years later, America should not abandon what American help helped create. Correct. And that is the point. That's an excellent point. Now, to whom have you delivered that message uh, in an official capacity? I started off with my uh, pro-union citizen. Uh, I talked to them, churches, and then mm-hmm. I went on to meet with uh, the office of uh, Dave Wright, uh, the congressman. Dave Wright. Yeah, Dave's a good yes. one. And also I met with uh, Tom Garrick's mm-hmm. office, and also I was able to, I met with the State Department uh, mm-hmm. office, and I met also with the uh, U.S. Uh, representative to the United Nations office. Oh, so okay, Nikki Haley's that, office yep, up at I, the, I remember when you went to the yep, to I the did. United so Nations. So I met with them. I delivered yeah. the message that the people of South Sudan demand your support because mm-hmm. you, the one actually supported in 2011 during the Bujia demonstration. Mm-hmm. Now is the time for you all. Did to you do say it like that, bold? We demand. <laughs> yeah, oh, indeed. No, no question about. It. We demand that because okay. it's, because South Sudanese have so much credit to the mm-hmm. United States. Mm-hmm. And so as we did, believe that the only friend in the world they have is the United States of America. Oh, okay. This is what yeah. people of South Sudan believe. Oh, okay. And also that connection of the Christianity part, that oh, the Jalakal yes. Christian also, they were part of this campaign yes. that made us to be independent from the Islamic North. Mm-hmm. That was a part, that's the relationship that had been built for quite a while yeah. for five years. So, so now, now is the time for them to have a son that raised in America to go back and help the nation, right. to bring democracy. So how do you feel now that we have, and this might sound odd to the haters that hate uh, President Donald Trump, but, I mean, the man does have a pro-Christian agenda. So how does that make you feel having a, a president in the White House? I mean, the previous president was, you know, he would he would favor North Sudan, not South Sudan. Based, I mean, I'm not a mind reader, but based on his past history, he always comes down on the side of Islam against Christianity and on the side of America's enemies against the interests of America. Now we have the exact opposite. We have a, a president that uh, he's a friend to Israel. He's a friend to the pro-life movement. He's a, he's a friend to all things Christian. Um, I mean, even some of the social changes uh, the president has opposed, uh, like homosexuality in the military. Um, And I remember when Barack Obama went to Africa to lecture several African nations and they told Barack Obama, no, you know, in Africa, we don't believe in that. And, you know, so how does it make you feel? Uh, to have a president uh, of the most powerful nation on the planet that's more in line with uh, those type of values. Oh, yeah, I, I have no question about it. I think he's a great man. I think he's doing the right thing. I think mm-hmm. he's a good Christian. I think that uh saved this country in many ways. Uh, I'm, a citi- I was, I'm a citizen here, and I believe I've been follow up the campaign in this country a lot, and I've been here. Mm-hmm. So I knew what needed to be done in America, and I think America need a leader who can stand up for what is right. And mm-hmm. that has happened. And now uh, the president is a good man. Mm-hmm. And I think he done a great thing to American people. Could you, I really now, admit, yeah, if you could talk to the president, uh, let's say we could just send him a copy of this interview. What would you say to uh, President Trump? What would you say to uh, Secretary of Defense Mattis? What would you say to um, this, the State Department? I, I would tell him that the people of South Sudan uh, need justice, they need uh, new leadership, and they need it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, through that, we call for election, and now the president is a popular president. He's not popular, and I think he has to step down mm-hmm. uh, for a country to move forward. Mm-hmm. 
people, uh, the famine is taking place. Uh, seven million now, they are risk to die from starvation. We have more than four million now displaced in neighbor countries in, Af- in East Africa. These people they need to go home. Uh, people have been out of school uh, since the war began in 2013. Uh, most of the kids now, when I went to the trips in my East African tour, uh, Raleigh, uh, what I learned is that a lot of South Sudanese youth, they're out of the school. Mm-hmm. There's no school they can go to. Uh, and that they demand that they have to go back to their homeland so they can be able to go to school. Yeah. Now, uh, what case? So these could... are the things that I think that the president has to step up mm-hmm. with his team to make sure that I believe that at this moment, after my trip, I realize that the president of Salfakir have to step down. Mm-hmm. That's, now, the, that's the mission that I'm doing now. Now, that's a good moral argument, but make a case for why South Sudan would be a valuable ally uh, for, for a strategic reason, because another thing that um, I think the nation looked to Trump for was less war. And so for a president to, in good conscience, because this probably won't happen without warfare. I, I, I don't see it happening. Uh, so what would be the strategic reason for the United States to uh, partner with uh, South Sudan? Uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, uh, the fact of your, um, the, the Christian Islamic angle with the, with the North coming from the Middle East? The, I mean, there are so many ways that we could, uh, America can benefit from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Sudan is the basket of Africa. The rich country in Africa, South Sudan is oil more oil than the Saudi Arabia. <laughs> more oil than, than Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Arabia? Oh yes, than Saudi Arabia. Okay, so, so Sudan, untapped oil. Of course. So South Sudan has uh, now. Uranium. Are they so, so are they proven reserves? So this is the thing that are taking place. So I think the American has uh, uh, should play a part of this uh, to being democracy in Africa because I think that we're going to be the democratic African nation that it could also help the African people uh, for humanity and the human rights part. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is thing that America should play the role of it. What happened, America had neglected uh, some part of Africa because there have been the communists, China are moving in, Russia are moving in, the Islam are moving in, American setbacks. And I think that America should not sit back anymore. America have to move on to Africa so it can help also promote democracy. Mm-hmm. And now South Sudan could be the example for the America to help. So they can also have the African nation and neighbor countries. And that has been the, my uh, position. And I believe also, yeah, that demonstration can do something. But I believe also it could not be a war, will not be a war, because the president now have no soldiers to fight for him. Mm-hmm. The soldiers now are running away. Uh, he by himself with his own security, uh, relatives. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that America could fight, and I don't think that the South Sudan could fight America. Because I'm a son of the community. Mm-hmm. I already talked to them, and I talked to some generals. And I talked to some security teams. I talked to uh, a lot of uh, civilians and the youth. They have to put gun down so the country can move forward. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the president now we could not confront any war because there have been now there so many opposition against him. Yeah. Now, I, now one of us is reading the other one's mind because as I was as I was googling China in Sudan, you started talking about China in Sudan. That's right, that's right. So we kind of we've we're kind of on the same page, and um, and I've been hearing for quite some time that the Chinese throughout Africa. That's but right. I see here that the the Chinese the Chinese connection to Sudan goes back to 1976, right. and so what is China doing? Uh, that America should be doing, and would what type of partner would China make? I mean, 
you know, they're they're a communist country. So obviously uh, they're they're not going to be the type of ally that the United States of America would be. But uh, do do you have to make a case to the Trump administration that they need to step their game up uh, to supplant China? Yes. Yes, because actually what China does, China come in with China work with Islam hand in hand. Okay, so China, so they are working China, with the Muslims. Yep, yeah, of course. That's why it was invited by the Sudan government at that time. Mm-hmm. Sudan government is the one invite Chinese, right? And now the one I say actually now are producing the, the the oil, and now they are posing the environment of South Sudan. And I believe that um, China is not a good ally to people of Sudan. Mm-hmm. And the reason it was actually working with Islam. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the Islamic is the one that can invite Chinese. So mm-hmm. I believe that in our part, at the Christian nation, mm-hmm. we could not actually engage with kind of business with Chinese. Right. And, that is and, not the, yeah. and most of the whales are not operating. So uh, I would take it that the uh, the Sudanese people would benefit from American technology. Indeed. The, the engineers, Indeed. the know-how. And, and the roads. Yes. Yep. Yes. The road, the built infrastructure. Mm-hmm. We need that. And and also the health and, and, and Medicaid. And also plus the the, the education system mm-hmm. is is not there in the place. And I think that American could help and uh, electricity uh, also need help with. So I think that we need a fresh country to move forward because mm-hmm. it's a country never been uh, built. It just got in defense in two thousand eleven, we have nothing. Mm-hmm. So now we need different uh country, uh, companies to involve. Especially oh, okay. the oil too. Mm-hmm. I've been advised by the people of South Sudan. We need American companies to come and have with the oil mm-hmm. because American will clean up so the that, environment that, and the Chinese. Well, that could be a win-win uh, because, uh, you know, the world does run on energy and folks can talk all they want about uh, wind farms and uh, and solar panels and all that's fine. But that's 5 percent, folks. That other 95 percent, you got to dig a hole in the ground and get it out. OK, we're going to take a quick break. If you're just joining us, folks, uh, we have Bo Guy Ding, who's running for the presidency of South Sudan. And uh, we're going to take another quick break And we will be right back A man and his microphone Brother Craig Listen as your day unfolds Challenge what the future holds Try and keep your head up to the sky Lovers, they may cause you tears Go ahead, release your fears Stand up and be counted Don't be ashamed to cry You gotta be, you gotta be bad Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. 
Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Back to the program, America, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, the big dog for talk in these United States of America with my fantastic guest, uh, Bo Guy Ding, who's running for the presidency of South Sudan. And, um, you know, tell tell the audience how they can uh, get in touch with you um, through through your through your website, Bo. Uh, just go to www.quickdemocraticmajority.org. Cushdemocraticmajority.org. Yes. Democratic, T-I-C. Yep. Cushdemocraticmajority.org. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, it, you know, and after you go to the really real deal and hit that donate button, you go straight to cushdemocraticmajority.org and you hit their donate button. <laughs> yes. And uh, now, Bowl, you know, during the break, we were talking about the... Um, the, the this this movement being a not only a youth movement but a movement among the educated class of South Sudan and how they feel like they are they have a Sudanese diaspora and which I find fascinating that they there's a you know you're sharing with me that there is a desire to not only go abroad and acquire skills, but to go home. They really want to go home and build their nation. So share a little bit about that. Uh, you know, where, where are these people primarily in the United States? Are they in other countries? Uh, what types of degrees and skills do they have? You know, uh, yes, uh, this is a youth movement. I've been, so I've been involved in this movement. I have young intellectuals, such students, women and men, Mm-hmm. rally behind and say you are the hopes. We want to support you so we can build our country. Mm-hmm. So they want to go home. I and mean, a lot of people want to just leave so they, they can want live to the go good home. life. They want to go home. A lot of them here lost boys who mm-hmm. went to school in America. Like yourself. And myself, they want to go back home and build our country. They want to see their country also build like mm-hmm. America. How many lost boys uh, were there? I remember, I remember that from the 1980s. They, I think there was there were movies and documentaries. Uh, there was a lot of interest in that in the 80s. The lost boys of Sudan. Yeah, we have about 45,000. Wow. Uh, in America, we have uh, in Canada, we have in uh, Australia, we have in Europe. So mostly mm-hmm. the immigration of the Sudanese since during the war were taken in by European. The United States, Canada, Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have yeah. any immigration to China, neither to Russia. Oh, okay. So these the oh, one well, to get to hello. Who yes. wants to immigrate so, to China <laughs> and Russia? Yeah. So ding, just, ding, ding, you go to the so, head of the so, class, so, Bo. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so just, just to let you know, these people now, they are well-educated. They want to go home oh, so they okay. can build our country. Oh, okay. They, they want to go home. I'm glad you said they don't want to go to China yeah. and Russia. Yeah. So... <laughs> And also in East Africa, when I was traveling in, in East, my East African tour, I have this young intellectual. Oh, okay. They wanna, they want so to, throughout, okay, throughout the countries that you travel to. Yep. They, oh, want, okay. or they told me also, they want to please have to come and they have to go home. They said, you have to come and, and clean up the country and we can go home so we can build our country. So you have the energy of the youth. In my community, in South Sudan's community, they want to go out and build that country. Oh, they okay. want somebody can bring democracy. Mm-hmm. Somebody will bring the the people together, not the tribes, but some, people. Some the structure country. around which they can return home, and 
you know, rule of law is so important. That's right. Rule and of the law. One, and the, the one. So yeah. important. Yes. Yeah. South Sudan, actually, South Sudan community, are the, very much they have what they call democratic culture. Mm -hmm. So people want a help up, not a handout. They just... That's true. Okay. That, that's true. that's very, very important. Now, you want to take a couple of quick questions maybe from our audience? Yes, go ahead. Okay. Now, folks, if you'd like to call in and speak with uh, the presidential candidate in South Sudan, Bo Guy Ding, the number here is 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. And uh, now, what other program in America do you get to call up and talk to a presidential candidate? Okay. And so, uh, and we're going to welcome Edison uh, to the program Edison, what's on your mind today? What question would you like to ask uh, Bo Guy Ding? Well, I would, uh, first of all, uh, you know, thank you for coming and thank you for speaking and uh, I appreciate your uh, honesty. Uh, you obviously have integrity or you wouldn't be on this show. Um, but anyway, in all due respect, uh, my question proceeds with a, with a statement. You know, if you always do what you've always done, you always get what you've always got. Now, what you said there, Hatchet Man, was great. That he, uh, I think the president of this United States, this is a perfect opportunity to seek help from our president because the last president, the only thing that happened was his wife held a little sign up that said, Free our girls. <laughs> they've, been over there, they've been over there stealing your people for years. And I tell you something, y'all been around a lot longer than America. Oh, yeah. and, and I'm saying, if you always do what you've always done, you always get what you've yeah. always got. Now, people talk about Africa is old before this, and they were before that. You sure will. But whatever you did before you got here, it ain't working. I would suggest, in all due respect, as, as Dr. Livingston tried to do, he was a great minister. He went there. You need to go before God. Without God, there ain't going to be nothing. Yeah, well, they, they, they seem to be doing that, that, Edison. Now, well, you, you, do you I have a question? Yes, sir. Okay. What, happened at 200? what is he doing about trying to restore these young ladies that, uh, that were kidnapped and taken off? Oh, okay. The 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 okay. Uh, the young ladies, uh, bold. Yeah, the, that, the one that, that uh, Michelle Obama held a sign up and said, oh, okay. free our girls." They, they, they didn't do nothing. All right, they, thank they you. Put, they put. Okay, thank, thank you. you, thank you for that question, Edison. Bold. Yes, actually, that uh, uh, thank you for his, uh, thank him for his question. I think what he said is very true. But that took place in Nigeria by Boko Haram. Mm -hmm. Boko Haram actually is. Islamic organization was funded by Saudi Arabia and also uh, the the Arab leagues to destabilize the Africa country and to kidnap the young children of Africa, like what they did to me when I was young in, mm -hmm. in 1977. So not, not a whole lot has changed. So that, no, nothing has been changed. But actually, it's getting worse. And that's what happened in Nigeria. My job, because Nigeria militants, they were trained in Sudan, in Khartoum. That mm -hmm. was, they were trained. They were trained at Shabab and all this uh, Boko Haram. They have been trained. In, they have a base in Khartoum. Mm -hmm. Send them back to West Africa and South Africa and East Africa to this. So this is like a terror base. Of this course, is uh, very course. similar to, oh, yeah. uh, you know, Afghanistan no. being a base from which people so came to let America. Me, let me tell you something here. Sudan is the center of Islamic uh, radical caliphate jihadists who want to conquer entire Africa continent. That is the vision. Mm -hmm. To destabilize and put Africa in the market. Mm -hmm. And now in Libya recently, the slave market is open up in daylight to sell slave the African in broad daylight. Course, slave daylight, market supported by the Sudan government mm -hmm. to sell the African the market, mm -hmm. and also by the Boko Haram and also Shabab mm -hmm. to kidnap the African girls mm -hmm. and put them in the market. 
So, so my job, my job in the country, uh, as a leader of the country, I want to make sure that the African women and children and the men, mm-hmm. they need to be protected from radical of Islam. Oh, okay. Now, Bo, tell us about that phone call you got from uh, Al Sharpton and that phone call you got from Jesse Jackson and that phone call you got from Louis Farrakhan. Uh, you know, tell us about those phone calls <laughs> and these people that always, they're so pro-black. Uh, you know, what have they done? Nothing. Nothing. I don't think they're doing anything. <laughs> First, we have to understand it. Obama himself, when Obama was leaving the office, you know what he did? What? The last week, the only decision he made to leave the office, he left the sanction in Sudan. Sudan government, who actually have been described as the genocide mass grave of people of Darfur, and was convicted by ICC in 2004. Mm-hmm. Obama never done anything about it. As soon as he left the office with Michelle, mm-hmm. he slipped up the sign, a sanction in Sudan. That was disgrace to African Held people. Held up a sign. Yep. Oh. Actually, that was disgrace <laughs> for the community. It was grace for the people of Sudan. And actually, what happened was— And they actually took the sanctions away but held, yes. a, held a sign up, kind of like that hashtag. Yes, yes. So, oh, my so, goodness. So that's, this is what we get from the, 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 the what's so-called— uh, the, the black civil rights movement. That's what mm-hmm. we get from them. We get oh, okay. very much, we get sold to Arabs. Now, we, we, have a, we, have a, we have a call from Australia. Ding is calling from Australia. And uh, Ding, you, you got to make it quick. We have a minute and a half left in the hour. Uh, go right ahead. Thank you for calling, by the way. Go right ahead. Yeah, thank you, Brother Craig. Yes. So I would like to thank you very much for the service. I got a question for the presidential candidate uh, for South Sudan. Uh, I acknowledge your service. Uh, Mr. Candidate, I got a question. Uh, recently, you visited East Africa. Uh, you have been to Ethiopia and Kenya. Uh, what made you not to, uh, to visit South Sudan, the country that you want to be a candidate, the country that you want to be a president, so that you go and see with your eyes what is happening in the country? So that is the first question. Question number two. Okay, let him. Let, we, we have less than a minute left okay. before the news, so let him answer that first one, please. Uh, okay, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Ding, for asking me. Actually, my tour to East Africa was to rep- visit the refugees came in Uganda and Kenya to make to see my people there who have to run away from the government. And then also the security issue... Uh, in South Sudan, it became a big deal. Uh, when I was in Uganda, mm-hmm. the government of Sudan actually, uh, government of South Sudan, sent the sheep of, of security to come and hand we, me down in Uganda. Now, we, this is a hard break. The news is going to play. Now, if you could hold on. to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live. The Big Dog for Talk. And uh, today it seems not just in America, but the Big Dog for Talk all over the world. And of course, I know the reason for that, folks, is not the hatchet man, but the Big Dog running for the presidency of South Sudan. My guest, Bowl Guy Ding. And uh, Bowl is going to stay over with us a few more minutes uh, here. And uh, to answer a few questions, uh, we just had a caller uh, to call in from Australia, and uh, and he gave you a, 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 a an interesting question, Bowl, uh, why it was that when you, on your most recent trip to Africa, you went to several nations, but not to South Sudan. 
Oh, yes. Um, actually, actually, when I was going to East Africa, I was having my own security team. Uh, they made assessment. How uh, when to go to South Sudan, when not. Mm-hmm. So, and also our intention w- was to visit the camps and visit oh, the, okay. this uh, displaced mm-hmm. people of South Sudan. That was the intention. Mm-hmm. And my security team also believed that uh, it was not the right time for us to go to South Sudan at this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will be going to South Sudan. Another point that I was trying to raise is that the South Sudan security ship uh, mm-hmm. was sent to to follow me in, in, in my tour. Mm-hmm. They sent uh, about six individuals. Who is an, uh, an assassin. Uh, so, yep. And the ship of the security's name is the Kolkor. Mm-hmm. It was sent with five people. He actually he took off by himself mm-hmm. uh, to come to hand me in Uganda. Oh, okay. Uh, but he couldn't, uh, he did not uh, shield his mission. Mm-hmm. And also, he, well, followed, thank God. he followed me to, uh, <laughs> he followed me to Ethiopia as well. Okay. I mean, to Burma, to uh, Uganda, mm-hmm. uh, to Kenya, but he couldn't. Oh, okay. Uh, also. But just to let you know that. Right. Uh, but you will mission. be going there. We, oh, yeah. Well, we definitely understand that. We we have another couple of calls here from, uh, from South Sudan. So we have Ding, who is calling from South Sudan. Uh, Ding, uh, hello, and uh, thank you for listening. And uh, what's your question for Bowl? Yes, my brother Craig. Um, my question is the same with the other Ding who just asked. This man is just a joke. Where on earth you can campaign for a presidency to be president of other country, and you campaign in other country to become president there? It's been it's it's been done before, sir. I'll give you give you a prime example. Okay, in in, in the Iranian uh, revolution, he campaigned from Paris, France, and he came in and took over. So now, if the if the Muslim world can do this, why can a Christian not do it? It cannot. It will not. But. Well, now let, let me let me not speak for Ding. Hold on, you've asked your question, and okay, let me back my hold on, hold sir, hold on. You've asked your question, Ding. Yes. Uh, no, actually, what he's saying is not true. I've been com- people that I'm campaigning to talk to are the South Sudanese mm-hmm. all over the world. Oh, okay. As well in South Sudan, and also in East Africa, and refugees came. These are the South Sudanese I'm talking to. Oh, okay. And the South so these Sudanese are people with dual citizenship. Yeah, yes. And the South Sudanese are the ones receiving my message. When I went to East African tour, mm-hmm. I was well received by the South Sudanese. Mm-hmm. And the one actually believed that I could bring the fears and bring the change because on my message of unity mm-hmm. that they got for me. So what he's saying, people of South Sudan are demanding me to be the leader of that country, and they live mm-hmm. in South Sudan, and they're talking to me. So okay. I don't know what he's talking about. But in reality, for me to be in the South Sudan, I was in East Africa, in Nagdorti, South Sudan. Mm-hmm. I would be in South Sudan maybe next month, or maybe I will be there. Yeah. That's not the issue. So I'm complaining to hit my people for the agenda that I'm running upon. Mm-hmm. We have to bring peace, unity, stop the war, and make sure that we're going to bring the bottom of the people of South Sudan. That's oh, been okay. my message. Now, sir, now, so, now so, Ding, so, does, so, does that, does so, it satisfy you that there are no, South no. Sudanese in other countries no. and that there's no reason to just make yourself a, a, a target to be assassinated? I mean, things like that do happen, correct? Yes, but let me ask him a simple question. When will he go to South Sudan? I could not Let give him you the date. 
I no, could not give you the day, I, but I, I, I'm, I'm on my way. I cannot give you the day when I'm going to be coming. <laughs> and, and sir, now you laugh, but even in America, when uh, our leaders visit war-torn areas, they do not announce in advance. They show up uh, as a surprise, and then they get out because they don't want to make themselves targets. So, okay. uh, thank you. Uh, now, sir, uh, we, we have Wait other calls. I just want to okay. say thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for sharing your concerns. All right. Okay. Thank you. God God bless you, you, sir. All right. And now we're going to go to Shoal from South Sudan. Are you there, Shoal? Yes. Yes. Thank you I, so much for calling. Your question for Bo Guy Ding. Yeah. I have a very simple question. Thank you, Brother Craig, for this opportunity. First of all, I have a very simple question for you. In South Sudan right now, there are over 1 million people in Uganda. There are over 300,000 people in Kenya. There are over 400,000 in Ethiopia. There are 500,000 in Sudan. How would you run an election when the entire country is displaced? Half of the population is starving. And then we have over 300,000 inside South Sudan displaced. They're living in camps. So how are you going to run for election when the country is not at peace? That's my question. Yeah. Very good question, Bowl. First, but you have to... The reason why I'm running is because of what you mentioned already. Because these people are displaced. The starvation is kicking in. The leadership never done anything by just fighting war after war. You already know that. And this leader is not going to stop the war until the next leadership is coming in to intervene to stop the war. The intention of the South Sudan government and the rebels is for them to fight so they can have fight over position. Who can be a governor? Who can be a chief of staff? Who can be a military uh, division? That is not what people of South Sudan want. The people of South Sudan, they need peace women and children, the youth, and they need education. And the current government is not doing that. So that's why I'm running to stop the war and make sure that I'm going to bring the peace. These people, they can vote wherever they are. They can vote in absent, uh, absent ballot. They can vote in, yeah. in, in, in refugees camp. They can vote in Uganda. They can vote in America. And the vote will be monitored by international community, and that's how I'm going to win. So yeah. I want you to know that I did this because of that matter you mentioned, because Salfakir is not bringing the fees, he just talk about war. He want to stay as long as he want. He doesn't care about the people of South Sudan. That's why I care for people of South Sudan. That's why I travel and talk to them basis. And I went to the student. Uh, I went to. I met with so many students in the school and universities. I met refugees came. The concern they gave me, they told me they want fees now and they want to return home. Yeah, and they yeah. told me that government of South Sudan will not return us home until you come in to return us home. And that has been my objective in my campaign. Now, Bo, you answered him. One A key thing you said was absentee voting, which is, is very common in the United States. Is there a mechanism already in place in South Sudan for absentee voting? That's what we did. That's how we became independent in 2011. We did that. We bought in America. We bought in Australia and also in the UK. Oh, okay. That's how the board was sent. And that we, we so it, it exists already. So yes. does, that, does that satisfy you, Shoal? Uh, not necessarily. But do you see, because but do you, do? it may not I, satisfy you, but do you, do you disagree with the premise of his statement that in the past for the uh, independence vote, 
absentee voting was used, so therefore it can be used again because there's precedent for it. Yeah, I could see that. I can see his point. But the only problem is we are talking about elections in Africa. Yeah. Well, nobody said it would be easy, brother. (laughs) Elections in Africa are not like what we know here in the United States. Yes. South Sudan is controlled by a militant dictator. There is no way you can conduct an election while you live outside the country, and the country is not at peace. Who are me- My, so, now? So I want to ask you a question. Who is making negotiation fees now in Addis Ababa? Is that is that South Sudanese or the world community? The world community. Okay, why would you think the world community cannot have an election in South Sudan to take place? Why would you disagree? Why you could not you could not believe world community if they can call the South Sudan leader to come and have a fees in Addis Ababa? Why would you think they cannot call election to have election? My brother, my brother. First, there has to be a peace in South Sudan. I feel that will not come if the president, if the president is not, is the one actually, is the one actually engaging in war. Do you think that president could call for peace? My brother, if you are a serious person, if you are concerned South Sudanese, what you should do is to, uh, to encourage the United States government to bring peace in South Sudan. That's what you should do first, not election. That's what you should do right now. There are a lot of us who are going to Washington, uh, Washington, D.C. protesting do all this kind of thing to bring their attention, world attention to our country. I think he's doing that. Serving, yes, you know, Bo? that's what you need to do first. Okay, we and need to, we have another, sir, we have another sign. caller we need to get to. Let's, let's okay. let Bowl uh, answer that. Bowl? That is, all right, thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you, caller. We, we engaging with civil society work. What he's talking about to go to D.C. is a civil society work to rally and, and get the message out. My job as a candidate, I want to bring the peace by being a candidate to bring the peace and I have a get to what I'm going to do to be a president of the country. Mm-hmm. The country now, the current president, have no any goal or mission or vision for the country. He just fell the nation, he created war, he created starvation, mm-hmm. and actually people run away from him and now they're not going back. Oh, okay. My job is to return the people home. Okay, great. Listen, we have one more caller. This will be the final one from Joseph calling from Michigan. Joseph, thank you so much. Your question for Bo Guy Ding. Yes, uh, my name is Joseph McQuarrie-Yet. I'm the, I'm the Secretary General of Bowl, which is Quick Democratic Majority. And my question to Bo is, how will you bring South Sudanese together when you cannot even bring the quick democratic together. You are you are not communicating with the people. You are traveling by yourself. You are not communicating with direct uh, people that you created the party with. So that is my question. That's my challenge for you. Well, okay. Thank you. Thank you for the question. Okay. Now, Bowl, the, the question is out there now. Uh, this, um, uh, this, this individual um, wants to know how you can accomplish this from basically it's the same question other gentlemen asked that you're not in South Sudan, you're in America. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, I'm traveling. The, uh, well, first of all, I want to thank the te- technology, the worldwide Facebook that is going on. People of South Sudan have mm-hmm. no food, but they have cell phone. And they listen to my message very carefully mm-hmm. all over the world. Mm-hmm. And that is one of 
And that is amazing that it, you know, the the technology in in a country without infrastructure. That is amazing. And also, during my campaign, I've been confronted by the security agents of the government. Mm -hmm. Government employees, individuals within the South Sudanese community that can go after me Mm -hmm. to assassinate assassinate what they want to do. Mm -hmm. But I'm a man of God. I believe in God. I believe in humanity. And I believe in the vision and the mission that I'm about to accomplish. So my job to make sure that the people who are working with me mm-hmm. or they are working with this, my campaign, also have been bought by the security mm-hmm. to find a way to stop my mission. Because they already know that I actually mobilized more than 90% of, of the country. When I was in Uganda, the country was, the, the government was a fear that government could collapse because I'm in next door to, the, to, 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 to South Sudan. Mm-hmm. The people of South Sudan in Uganda, they come out with a big number to support me. That mm-hmm. was a fear for the government. That's why they sent the chief of staff to come and hand me down in Uganda. Yeah. And he ran the hotel with me, by the way. It was the same hotel that I was living in. Mm-hmm. You're going to have more than 100 hotels. But this man, he was able to hand down to find my hotel where I was living. Mm-hmm. And this, they have communication also with people that they may be a part of my team. Yeah, and my security team also have to advise me mm-hmm. to do the right thing. Yeah. And we did the right thing. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. And I found it fascinating. One of the previous callers cited the numbers of South Sudanese who live in all the neighboring countries, as well as in America, in Europe, in Australia, in, in Canada. It's 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 just fascinating. And uh, and I think you it, it seems like you're saying there needs to be rule of law that the people before they will come back, uh, they, they would vote absentee, uh, try to get some stability and, and then come back. Indeed. But yeah. my, yes, yes, my job to make sure that now what I have learned so far, peace is not getting ahead in Addis Ababa. My campaign at this moment, I'm doing the tour, is self-care to step down mm-hmm. so the country can move forward. Mm-hmm. That had been my agenda. Now you know he's not going to do that. So and, and you know, us, when you what ask happened? him and he says and no. How would you? No, let me tell you how to do that. How to do that is for me to be in the ground in South Sudan. Mm-hmm. And that's how I'm going to do it. Because the people of South Sudan demanding a new leadership. And now I have to listen to them. Because yes. that's why I'm running to represent them. Mm-hmm. So if 90% said, okay, we need a new leadership. My job to stand and be the boys of these people. And that have been, will be my agenda. And it will be actually a part of my tour to go to different countries now. I've been, it's casual to be somewhere in the U.S. I may be in Canada, I may be in Australia. And I'm doing the same campaign that I did in East Africa. Mm-hmm. With South Sudanese to come together so we can be able to bring a country uh, in peace. Yeah. Well, it's, well it's, look, it's been great having you. And, uh, and my prayer is that your, your message reaches the right people in the Trump administration. Uh, you know, not that that's the end-all, be-all, but uh, you look at what just happened uh, in Israel. Uh, Trump just said one plus one equals two, which everyone already knows it, and the whole world celebrated. Okay, so there, uh, there, there is uh, uh, power in having the blessings of the uh, number one superpower. So uh, my prayers go out with you, Bowl, and uh, we want to thank you again uh, for being here. Now, t- give the folks again uh, who do not know your website. Was it org? Yes, correct. 
Okay. Cush Democratic Majority.org. And uh, so, again, thank you so much. And uh, we're going to take our uh, break a little late here, but it's been, it's, it's good to be late this time. Uh, this was a fascinating uh, conversation, Bo. Thank you so much. We'll be right back, folks. And we will take uh, uh, phone calls, 804 454 1366, on the other side of the break. 804 454 1366. Thank you. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. This is a man's world. This is a man's world. But it wouldn't be nothing, nothing without a woman or a girl. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the FirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Feeling my way through the darkness, guided by a beating heart. I can't tell where the journey will end, but I know where to start. They tell me I'm too young to understand. They say I'm caught up in a dream. Well, life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes, so that's fine by me. So wake me up when it's all over, when I'm wiser and I'm older. All this time I was finding myself in Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here, America's big dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And that that really was a uh, a really real deal interview. And I want to say thank you again uh, to my good friend, Bowl uh, Guy Ding. And uh, certainly we wish him well, and uh, it's very, very big of bold to uh, to take calls like that. Uh, now, when's the last time you've seen uh, a politician in America uh, take live calls? Uh, because you never know what you're going to get. But uh, you know, he's man enough to stand there and uh, and take their questions and 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 answer them. So uh, I really, really look as president and founder of the First Amendment Inc. You know, I always have a great admiration for being able to stand and, uh, and articulate and, uh, and, and, and bold did that. Uh, so, um, 
the accent notwithstanding, uh, just just being able to stand and speak. Now, our guest for the uh, for this hour, uh, we're having a little difficulty uh, reaching him, so we may have to um, reschedule Al Perota, who wrote the politically incorrect guide to immigration. And uh, but we have a lot of other things on our agenda. Now, uh, number one, I think, would be uh, this this issue of so-called free health care. You know, there's no such thing as free. Now, for the life of me, why uh, these these nitwit Republicans do not know how. And again, it gets to being able to articulate. OK, I mean, Plato and Hippocrates were having the same debate twenty five hundred years ago. And Plato was not, you know, playing nice. OK, well, he, Plato was not saying, well, hey, I think uh, health care should be controlled by the government because the government can give it to you for free. No, he was just he was telling the truth. He wants the government to have control over life and death so they can control the population. Okay, and that would include aborticide. That would include euthanasia. Okay, and so and and again, we just saw this happen in England last year. It was Charlie Gard. Uh, two weeks ago, it was Alfie Evans. These are little babies, and their parents were not free to seek medical care outside of the country. They're literal slaves. Okay, and this is the Great England. Okay, uh, home of the Magna Carta. Okay, home of so many great statesmen that have given so much to the world. I mean, you can stick a fork in England. Okay, I mean, it's not just London. Obviously, London is now Londonistan. Okay, Muslim mayor Khan, uh, mayor of 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 London. They've banned guns. Now they're talking about banning knives. It's 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 ridiculous. Okay, it's absolutely ridiculous. The churches are empty, and the Islamic mosques are running over with people. Okay, and even though they take guns from these people, they still want to kill. They want to stab people to death. I mean, it's the heart. It's not the weapon. Okay, the gun does not jump up and shoot anyone, nor does the knife jump up and stab anyone. A human being with a dark heart has to wield that gun. A human being with a dark heart has to wield that knife. A human being with a dark heart has to get on the uh, on the airplane with with his dark heart and his box cutters and and fly the airplane into buildings. A human being with a dark heart has to get behind the wheel of a truck and and drive through a crowd of innocent bystanders. The truck doesn't do it. The knife doesn't do it. The gun doesn't do it. Okay. And so, and again, and you just heard our, our guest, uh, Bo Guy Ding say that this is uh, the exact playbook that the Muslims have perpetrated on Sudan, actually the biblical land of Cush, okay? And so uh, a lot to talk about, folks, but if you'd like to uh, discuss what went down with uh, Medicaid expansion and how the Democrats pretend they're doing it to benefit the poor, we can talk about that on the other side of the news break, 804-454-1366, 1366 
back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And again, our final 30 minutes, folks. And uh, if you would like to participate in today's program, the number here is 804-454-1366. And and again, uh, so much to talk about. Prior to the break, we were talking about England. And look, Ireland, uh, they're at it also. It's, uh, I mean... Folks, the simple fact of the matter is that at the center of all this is is Christian faith, okay? And in Europe, the churches are emptying and the mosques are filling up, okay? And so this is what you get. This is ekpyrosis, the clash of cultures, okay? And you have a culture of darkness where... The, uh, the central figure in their faith uh, justifies lying. They call it holy de- deception. They justify murder. They justify rape. They, they Rape, they call that uh, taking what your right hand possesses. It's, it's in the Quran. I mean, this is not Islamophobia. This is quoting the Quran, okay? And uh, in, in, in Christian faith, you have nothing that Jesus Christ ever said comes anywhere near any of that. It's the exact opposite. And so this is what's happening to Europe. And if we don't stop it in America, it is coming to America. And uh, we, we have a caller from Oshko, Tennessee. And Osh, okay, did I mispronounce that? Okay. All right. Uh, oh, Oshko uh, hey. from Tennessee. Okay. How, how are you? Um, thank, thank you and welcome uh, to the program. Thank you so much. My question is uh, direct to Bulgai. Bulgai was what with the Salafikirmayadid leadership. Uh, well, in a well, well, the the interv- sir, the the interview with Bowl is over now, and uh, so now if there's something I can help you with, um, what what would would you would you like to ask a question to the hatchet man? Okay, yes, let me ask you this: uh, when 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 the Obama administration was uh, post the uh, the Libya leadership, Mahmoud Gaddafi, uh, post Mahmoud Gaddafi out in the leadership, what happened in Libya? Oh that's yes, you know that's. I'm glad you asked that. That's one of my. So if, you, if you force Al-Fakir out in leadership, the South Sudan going to be like Libya. Okay, but hold like on, hold on, sir. Forces. You ask a question. You got to let me answer. I'm gonna let. Look, we're not going to hang up. I'm gonna let you come back. Okay. Now, okay. what you had with um, Barack Obama? This is this is what you have. Obama is a. Um, uh, uh, a, 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 he's desirous of world government, and so and so destabilization with Obama is purposeful. And there was in in Libya, there was no one like uh, Bowl uh, waiting in the wings trying to win an election. And as a matter of fact, it was so egregious in Libya that uh, Muammar Gaddafi gave up his nuclear program. And so what what Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton did was they literally they destroyed the uh, the, the the word of America. Uh, and they they're not the first president to do that, by the way. I think H. W. Bush did the same thing. I think Clinton did the same thing. And so and 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 what do I mean by destroying the word of America? Well, when you go to a person in power who has a nuclear program and you ask that person to um, 
dismantle this nuclear program and, and you and you tell them, uh, look, a, nu- a nuclear war, you're going to lose that one. So let's uh, you want to be powerful. Let's be powerful in a different way. Similar to what we did with Japan. We defeated Japan and then we went to Japan and said, look, you want to be a player in the world? Learn how to make things and sell them to people. And then we will willingly give you money. You don't have to take it with warfare. And it worked with Japan. It worked with uh, West Germany, okay? It, it worked with them. We, we went and we rebuilt them, and we said, look, you, you know, you want to be powerful, then, then serve your fellow man in, in capitalism. Create products that your fellow man wants, and your fellow man will willingly give you the things that right now you're trying to take them with warfare. Well, Gaddafi said uncle, and in spite of Gaddafi's giving up and saying uncle, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton through the State Department, they engineered the defeat of Gaddafi and that that nation descended into chaos because my belief is that this was the plan because Gaddafi was a non-religious Muslim. He's just a a power man, was not um, religiously centered, and the people that replaced him, they're religious fanatics. And so, but that was desired, in my opinion now, typically... Uh, Republicans like to say Obama doesn't get it. He makes mistakes. I don't believe that uh, Obama made a mistake. I think Obama did what Obama wanted to do. And uh, But I think this is not analogous to, to South Sudan. I think there is a, uh, this would be more like regime change, not a simple decapitation, and then there'd be chaos. Does, does that make sense to you, sir? It all makes sense to me. Why it don't make sense to me? Here's the problem. When you engage my country, that you will be changed by the world, by the worldwide, will go to our nation and change our leadership by force. It will not give us the freedom. It will not give us the 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 the, the, the will us more war. More war. Now, in America, we had more war before we had America because there was, you know, we were ruled by England. Right to do. We were ruled by England, and we had to have war. And now, since then, this has been the greatest uh, engine of peace and prosperity that the world has ever known. But that you couldn't just wish for that; you had to you had to fight for it. And so, yes, there's uh, you know, I think that if there's a desire that there's some magic wand you can wave, and that there won't be war, and but that the dictatorship in any nation is just going to dissolve itself and say, "Well, oh, I'm sorry, um, I'm going to play nice now." Has that ever worked in human history, sir? Uh, it's worked, but it's not working. So, Sudan, why I say that? Where, where has Salva it worked? Was, when Salva Kiir was fought for 21 years. Nobody come today to Arab and told them that Salva Kiir fought for 21 years. So let us, let, why you guys let the two million people die before you come to rescue the two million I'm in people? agreement with you that it should not have taken so long. I am in agreement with you, but it's nothing. All I can do is stand behind my microphone and preach the truth, sir. And that's, you know, that's what I've been okay, doing for no, 10 years. There's no truth you, uh, you preach. Here's what I can say, and this is my last word. Okay. If you need a peace in South Sudan... Let the Salva Kiir make the election and let Bolgai come to South Sudan. Bolgai is one of the people who are looting the nation and run back to the United States and say that he needs the leadership. Why do you lose <laughs> our money there? 
He's well, a criminal. How can you trust the criminal to be a president of the nation? Sir, I know the man personally. He's not looting anything, okay? And so I just I I know thank him, you. I know him too. I thank you. I, I thank you too. for the call. Uh, you have a thank blessed you, day. Too. And we're gonna we're gonna welcome uh, Wilson to the program. Uh, Wilson is also from Sudan. Wilson, thank you so much for calling. What's on your mind today? Thank you for inviting me. My name is called Wilson Wall in Salt Lake City. I'm Southern Sudanese. I would like you to spread my message to White House, to Daniel Trump, and the United Nations to give more pressure to President Kirmayadis and rebels to bring peace to the country so that the citizens of South Sudan should go back in peace. The main reason why our country has been held by United, by, by United States of America is because of genocide of the Khartoum regime. And all the leaders, they are fighting for the top seat, but we need a peace and security for citizens to go back home. I am not here to blame bull guy. He's a concerned citizen to be candidate. But all my concern, I would like you to send a great message to the whole world, international, to give more pressure to Riyadh Machar and Salbekir Mayadu to bring peace to the people of South Sudan. Okay, well, thank you. Everywhere. Well, well, thank you for sharing that. God, God bless you, sir. God bless America, and thank you so much. Okay, all right. And, uh, and again, 804-454-1366. We're going to take our final break uh, of the day, and uh, we will be right back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. This is a man's world. This is a man's world. But it wouldn't be nothing. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Feeling my way through the darkness. 
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, the big dog for talk in these United States of America. And uh, we just want to say thank you for joining us again. Our final segment of today's program. I hope you were listening to our giving ad there. As many of you know, uh, the hatchet man cannot stand behind this microphone for free. And uh, in particular, I'll sense a big part of uh, what we do is Christian faith because of uh, the seven C's of a successful society. Uh, the first C is Christian faith, and they, all these other ones, uh, conservative values on down the line, they stream, they stream from that. Now, speaking of stream, our guest, Al Perota, is the managing editor of The Stream. And uh, and I did not know he was on a comedy guy. Al, I hope you got something funny to say. <laughs> on a Saturday, on a Saturday morning, uh, funny usually comes a little bit afternoon. Okay, okay. <laughs> but anyway. But who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So, but uh, anyway, folks, this is Al Perota, his, uh, you know, all comedy radio, voice of America, passion arts minister. Uh, he's at Living Faith Christian Church in Southern California, of all places, bro. Brother, I know it's tough. It's tough. A uh, tough road to hoe out there in Southern California, is it not? Yeah, it was. And until yeah, God actually sent us to Texas, He got us out. He got us out of California just in time, and and moved us to Texas. Oh, okay. of all places. Yeah, I, I would guess as a uh, the, the, that road you have to hoe is probably a little less tough out there in Texas. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah. Until the temperature hits hundred. Yeah, and yeah. Like, then I think like, I'll put up with all the liberals. Just give me cool temp ocean breezes. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. For about five seconds, five seconds, and I'm like, no, glad to be out of there. Yeah, yeah. But the book you guys have written, um, the uh, build that wall, and um, it's the politically incorrect guide. Uh, to immigration. And uh, since we have a limited time here, we have what, about, uh, what? uh, Actually, we're not doing too bad on time. We have about 14 minutes. So... Uh, let's 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 rock and roll with this. The uh, awesome. the, the 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 first manifesto, an Amer- an America first America. manifesto. Yep, that's it. And um, and and not not just in the selfish sense of America first, but putting America's future first too, and yes. the Americans of today first, and the the Amer- people who want to be Americans who buy into the American idea of self reliance and independence. And liberty, those, putting them first too. Yeah, the which America. a lot of immigrants do. Al, I mean, I, oh, yeah. I met a lady just yesterday who's an immigrant from um, uh, South a- Southeast Asia. Okay, yeah. and uh, came here uh, after the upheaval of the Vietnam War. Loves America. Okay, I mean, just wants to be an American, living the American dream. Has started a business, and uh, not all immigrants are coming here waving the flags of their home country and and full of anger and hate. It's, that's just uh, I don't think that's the case, is it? No, no. There there are people who want to come here who who get it. <laughs> and the idea is in, in the book, we're trying to lay out a solutions to solve the problems now, mm-hmm. partially with an idea towards the people to come. I mean, one of these things, it's easy to get very hostile towards some of the immigration stuff that's going on now. But when I, when, at least when I was writing it, I'm sure John feels very similar, is that we had our grandparents, our immigrant grandparents on one, sh- you know, behind us on one shoulder and the people from the villages and towns where they came from, but on the other shoulder, 
with the people of the future who want to come. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so you had the past. You had, you, had, you, had to, you had to do right by the past. You know what what, what this country is about in terms of immigration, and do right by the people in the future too. Yeah. that's the idea. We have a mess now, and we have our fifteen, you know, our mission, Mission America, fifteen steps to take to help fix the thing. And partially with the idea, not just for, for the betterment of the Americans that are, you know, na- Americans right now, but those, but those who want to be in, mm-hmm. in the right way. Yeah. But have not Democrats weaponized the issue of immigration like they they have literally weaponized every single issue. And, and Republicans are like a bunch of Boy Scouts who get called all kinds of horrible names. And I mean, even the immigrant I met yesterday from Southeast Asia uh, was telling me that she loves Trump, but she has a lot of problems with the immigration stuff since she's an immigrant. And Trump has said nothing against immigrants or from, against yeah. people like her. Nothing. But the messaging is so inept on the Republican side uh, and, and, and is so aggressive on the Democrat side. Uh, you know, how do, these, how do the Republicans correct their messaging? Well, well getting things, I think, fix, fix, helping fix the problem, too, but also, again, stressing what it, what it means. What, what are we trying to do here? And I mean, when you talk about the Democrats, I, I would like, you know, I got to read this. This is a, we hear this out. We cannot continue to allow people to enter the United States undetected, undocumented, and unchecked. Those who enter our country's borders illegally and those who employ them disrespect the rule of law. That's the 2008 Demo- uh, pl- political platform of the Democratic Party. Right. That's what they were saying 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So they can't sit there and tell me they care about immigrants. What they care about is power. And they exactly. know darn well that most of the people coming across the border legally are going to vote Democratic because they come from cultures that like the top-down government thing, right. government handouts, and all that stuff. So they know they got a future voters. Mm-hmm. That's, so this is all about power. So and the people that, that don't like it are paying for it because the government doesn't have a money tree in in, in the backyard right. at the White House. The, and I, no, 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 they don't. If and, they do, but, I need a job there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's right. Yeah, well, I know they planted a tree with the um, the French French president. Maybe they should plant the money tree out there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a lot yeah. of room out there on that grass. But, now, um, now, how do you how do you make? I mean, there are certain. I mean. Let's just take the Hispanic population. They're, they're, they're not at uh, 90% Democrat uh, block voting the way, say, African Americans are. They're at about, it's about a 65-35 split. But yeah. it's, it's so, they're so aggressive, uh, and the implication is that uh, Christians, conservatives, people that like President Trump, that somehow we're full of hate. And we're, I mean, we're the most loving people. I mean, there, there, is, there is no hatred, but without an aggressive answer to the lie of hatred, you know, is there any other way to overcome it uh, other than well, uh, to aggressively address it? Well, um, keep on sending um, donations to um, Nancy Pelosi because she gave us that gift when she's sitting there you know, defending M- MS-13, and we're, you know, that, that, that like, clarif- that put, makes it so clear, the picture. She's sitting there defending people who rip people's bodies apart. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, Kate so Stanley's that, killer. That, are you kidding? So you just sit there politically, again, just pol- as a political matter, uh, the Republicans can sit there and go, we're trying to help people who are here legally, protect people legally, and she's sitting there defending people who are here illegally, 
who kill people for for fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sport. and they do it. They do it with machetes, not not yeah. with guns. They do it. Uh, it's uh, it, and I've I've never seen anything like it. Certainly in this country. Now, yeah. when you when you when you look at the uh, nations, the reason why a person would want to leave their home nation and come here anyway. Why don't we make the case to 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 the immigrant communities that? If they continue to, if they come here and vote the way they used to vote in their home country, that eventually America will become the country that they escaped from. Why don't we make that case? Or am I overstating it? No, it's a beautiful case to make. And that's part of what goes on here is that we're not uh, Americanizing the people who are coming the way we did a century ago, at the the um, beginning of the 20th century. We Americanized. We really made an effort to get people to believe, the people who came here to believe in the American idea. Yeah. And, they, and, and they bought and sold it. And, what and they, they loved do? America. They loved America. And what did they do? They gave birth to the greatest generation that yes. saved the rest of the, helped save much of the rest of the world. And you know, that's you know? so true. I mean, Eisenhower, who led the effort in World War II, was German himself. Yeah. I mean, the, the yeah. name Eisenhower is a German name. Not that he was German, but, you know, that's he has yeah. German heritage. Yeah, and, and and that's one of the things. One of the great things we point out in the book, um, Politically Incorrect Guide to Immigration, is <clears throat> there's a quote from Alexander Hamilton, which I just absolutely love, 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 love. He talked about the harmony of ingredients. Mm-hmm. The need when we bring, bringing in people, he did not like the idea. He hate he would not be allowed in his own musical with some of the things he said about <laughs> having the wrong people. Okay, he didn't want people who didn't get the American idea. They, he called it poisonous. It was a bad thing. It, it would change the nature and tone of the country. Mm-hmm. But he wanted was what he called. But he knew he needed people too to build this country. Yes. So he talked about a harmony of ingredients, and it's such a beautiful metaphor. I, it's so much better than melting pot. You throw anything into a melting pot. Yeah, melting yeah, it, because if you, you right? yeah, you don't you put know, your tall salad in a blender and drink it. <laughs> yeah. No, well, you. Sometimes you have to if you're trying to lose weight. Um, <laughs> but other than, but again, but, but yeah, but, but the melting pot. You throw anything in there. You know, that's a gumbo that that can be very, very you know deadly to you. But a harmony of ingredients that, mm-hmm. that speaks of different spices from you know different kinds of spices nationalities, yeah. but working together in a, in a proper proportion with what else is there, the bay, well, let's say a stock base, which would be like the American people, American culture, and you mix in this harmony of ingredients, what do you get? You get something delicious. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, Hamilton, I mean, great. I mean, they should write another musical about them just on that. You yeah. Know? But, uh, yeah. But but that that's what we're looking at here, and what we need to try to do. And, and that's, again, the positive message about immigration. It's like, yeah, we want people who help us out. And we want people who believe in what we're doing. We don't want people who bring in cultural ideas and stick to cultural ideas that are yes. damaging to America, that change the nature of what made America great in the first place, what yeah. makes us great today. Yeah. You know, we, don't need to, we don't need people who believe in Sharia law. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we, uh, you know, this 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 clash of uh, cultures, you know, I've maintained uh, for many, many years on the air that there are only that there are only two. There are only two forms of government. One says our rights come from God and the other one says, uh, no, there is no God. And therefore, your rights are whatever the people in power say they are. Mm-hmm. And so we bring people from areas of the world where you have, um, 
you know, Sharia law, by definition, is is the mullahs mm-hmm. telling you, you know, everything from your your education. They run the military. They run the economy. They 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 run religion. They run everything. And you are you're not free. And now we just saw in no. England, people are not free to take their little babies out of the country to seek medical care. So. Uh- Unbelievable, yeah, and and that's one of the things. Actually, it's one of the uh, one of the fifteen ideas we have is to make people um, when they do come to the country uh, reject any other forms of government and, and such, such as Sharia law. Where they have to say mm-hmm. we, we we just in the same way as back about what a century ago, a little more than a century ago, we had you had to disavow allegiance to any foreign princes. That was basically they're talking about the Pope. They're talking it was a, right. Uh, you know, you can't be a, uh, have allegiance to the Pope above the United States government. Right. So, you know, we have something like sense. that. So the people say, hey, you are rejecting that idea. Hey, we have the choice of who we want to bring in the country. I mean, we're like we're like the Alabama football team of countries. We can pick who we want. <laughs> exactly, you know? because everyone everyone yeah. and his brother wants to come well, here. Yeah, so you're so right, it. Al. And so, uh, but, now, Al, tell we we're uh, unfortunately we're right up at the end of the program. But tell folks, I mean, I find it fascinating what you do. The stream, uh, a a fellow Christian brother, you involved yeah. in uh, all different types of uh, communication. Uh, uh, screenwriting, um, you know, film, you know, tell tell the folks a little bit about how they can uh, learn more about you, the stream, and what you do. Oh, well, well, you can find out all about us at stream.org, where we look at the world event, the events of the day and our time through the Christian and conservative point of view, and do it in an interesting way. I always like to I always like to point that out. We're not dull. <laughs> That's, yeah, we're not, we're not we're not like stuffy shirt folks. I mean, uh, so we go at it in an interesting way, like you know. I don't want to talk about my stuff so much, but like John Zamerich's articles are just—he's a brilliant guy and, and fascinating and never dull. Mm. Um, Rachel Alexander, Liberty McIntyre, Nancy Flory, John, David Mills—all these people and all these other contributors—they look at the world through the Christian eyes, through Christian and conservative eyes. Well, God bless you. We it's we really have to have you back. I'm going to check your musical Anytime. your musical Bethlehem. <laughs> I'm, I'm going oh, to yeah. check that out. <laughs> uh, oh. You can find a video of that. Uh, send it to me. It's like lost on VHS somewhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> hopefully, we'll, hopefully, we'll we can sing it all together one Christmas together. All right, all right. Well, God bless you, Al. Well, Keep up the good work, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have you back again sometime real soon, hopefully. Any time you want. God bless okay. you and all your folks out there in Richmond. Yeah, and again, folks, the name of the book is The Politically Incorrect Guide to Immigration. Al Perota, one of the authors. Thank you so much, oh. Al. Thank you. Be blessed. You too. Thank you. Bye. Well, all right, folks, that's going to have to be the last word. Don't forget tomorrow uh, we have a rebroadcast in the Central Virginia area, uh, 9 to 11 a.m. Other than that, you can get us at our website, therealdeal.com. Thank you.